Welcome to The Dog Show, a podcast for dog mums and dads who like to spoil their pups and care for their well-being. I'm your host, Will Blunt, and every week I interview global experts about dog health, nutrition, behaviour, trends, and much more. Let's sink our teeth into this week's episode. This episode of The Dog Show features Marta Rocca. Marta is the founder of Four and Sons. Throughout history, dogs have played many roles, from comrades in arms to companions at our heels. Four and Sons have added muse to that list. Established in 2013, Four and Sons is the first and only print and online publication dedicated to dog-centric art, culture and lifestyle. Chronicling the work of interesting people and their interesting dogs, Four and Sons is a guided tour through the worlds of art, photography, music, design, literature, even maths, as inspired by man's best friend. In the interview, we talk about dogs in art, what they symbolise, how they depict cultural generations, and how Marta harnesses a dog's magic powers to tell stories of art and culture at Four and Sons. Mata, welcome to The Dog Show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be lots of fun, actually. We were just having a chat before we started recording and I had to stop you because all of the things you were saying were so interesting and it's a very different conversation than what I've had with anyone else before. So I'm really excited to have a chat with you today. I guess I usually start by asking my guests about their dogs, but from what I understand, you don't have a dog of your own which is interesting for someone that has a brand all about dogs, but I'd like to hear about what your favorite dog breed is. I have to think about this one because it kind of changes. And I think it's because I live vicariously so much through the magazine that I fall in and not out of love, but I fall especially in love with a breed depending on what we're working with. But if I had to choose one, it would have to be a beagle. I Maybe it's because of a Snoopy you know, like that's one of my first dog loves. Maybe it's because it's like super curious, which is something I kind of relate to. I, I like the stubbornness as well. It's a lot. I love food. So I don't know. It's like uh, I, I find them like super cheeky. So, yes, but I mean, seriously, like it's kind of super hard to really choose the one, but... Yeah, I I don't have have a lot to do with beagles, but I do love the way they look. They're a beautiful looking dog, the big floppy ears and all that that kind of stuff. It's yes. very like iconic, right? So yes. um Yes, exactly. It's a very doggy dog. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so where do you then draw your inspiration for your what your creative work? Where do you draw that inspiration from if you don't have a dog of your own? Is it other people's dogs? Is it are you kind of on Instagram? Where are you drawing that inspiration from? Well, in fact, I mean, and without sort of wanting to get too heavy too early in the conversation, like I <laughs> fell in love with the whole idea of dog as a kind of like it's the bond that humans we have with dogs that fascinates me. Like that's that's the thing that kind of keeps me engaged and it keeps me trying to understand. So it is sort of dogs to me, represent a lot of universal truths. You know, like when you start working 
with a concept of dogs from a creative point of view, very quickly you just fall into like conversations about the big things in life, you know, like trust and loyalty and companionship. And so all of that is just that we channel it from a creative point of view with a bit of a creative lens. But really the inspiration comes from like this connection, the human connection between dogs and us and how we just seem to, you know, like have these super strong bonds that are sort of hard to explain, but very easy to feel. So that's where the inspiration comes from, from all this kind of wonderful magic that happens between these two species. Yeah. I love, I love how you put that. And it's something that I hadn't thought a lot about before, but obviously there's this kind of innate connection that we like dog lovers have with, with dogs, especially their own dogs. And while you could, all those words you use, like companionship and trust and, and all of that, I guess are the simple ways to describe it. There's so much complexity as well. Exactly, exactly. And that is kind of how the magazine has been evolving because every time we sort of feel that we, okay, we got it, we understand it now. Like someone, especially like a first experience will come and like bring a whole different perspective into this and I think that creativity and art and photography are such a great platforms to explore all of this and sort of helps put things into maybe not words but even like just um, yeah experiences so culture and art and creativity are, are like yeah like a, a really nice way to explore all of these great concepts and you know, dogs are beautiful. So from a from a visual point of view, they just make it absolutely fabulous for anyone that's got a creative to be able to explore those things. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit cheesy, but a picture really does tell a thousand words, right? I mean, art and culture and the way you represent those things can tell more of a story than just words themselves. So <laughs> with Foreign Sons, I'm not going to be able to give it justice by talking on a podcast, but there's some amazing blend of art and culture and dogs and everything that you're doing. I mean, if, if you just, someone just goes to your Instagram page or your website, it's very impactful, immediately impactful. Where did it all start and what got you into this industry? I was talking with a really good friend of mine who she is actually the godmother of the project, for use of a better word. She's like super passionate about dogs. She is like, at the time she had a gorgeous, gorgeous poodle called Walter. And we were talking about, we wanted to do something together. And when we started to talk about which things really get us going, both dogs and culture were kind of overlapping in the conversation. So we just kind of, it was one of those aha moments, you know, of like, hey, no one is really exploring like the beauty of like dogs and what they mean to us, but with a creative contemporary lens. And we just kind of look at each other and we thought, well, let's just, let's just, you know, let's just snoop around. Oh, sorry. I probably am going to do a few, you know, <laughs> dog pants by accident. So, but that's what happened. We just started to like search and we realized that there was so much, so much beautiful stuff out there. That had not been really, well, we didn't realize if it really had not been explored and put together 
in one kind of package. And that was that was the start. And then I just couldn't stop, really. And that was like about five, six years ago now, actually longer, seven years ago now. So, and it's, it's just changes because this culture changes the way we interact with dogs changes, the way that we represent them changes. So it's constantly moving, which is, you know, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it is a very unique way to represent that relationship as well. It's not something that, I mean, your, your brand in particular is very unique. I've not seen something else like that in my kind of experience looking around. So that's, I guess, a, you know, a credit to you in the way that you've, you've put that together as well. But I guess when it comes to artwork, you know, historically, what, what do dogs represent when it comes to, to art? Well, I think that in a way, what's interesting in the in the way that other things do in, you know, through history, they do actually represent the relationship we've had with them. So, you know, like if you're thinking about like, I don't know, classical paintings and, you know, the dog is like hunting with the master, you know, and that was probably the relationship that a lot of people had with dogs because only probably like, you know, upper class could afford to feed dogs and things like this or people who had dogs as protection. So that was another way of representing. So it's basically been changing art kind of sort of mirrors the way that we we actually interact with dogs, the kind of role they have in our lives. So you, you see now like the things that we see photographers exploring with dog photography, for example, are probably connected to things that are happening, you know, in society right now. So from you know, the issue of like rescuing dogs, obviously like things about safety, things about companionship, how like many couples these days don't have kids, but you know, like dogs become like a a shared kind of love. So they kind of reflect a lot of what society, history, culture, it's living as part of that culture themselves. Which is kind of, again, like it's very interesting to see that, you know, what uh, they used to be like work pals, you know, like obviously that's another huge representation of dogs in art in the past of like working dogs in, you know, in the fields, in factories. Now the domesticated dog is like uh, their role is kind of being a member of the family and, you know, they just guide, you know, kids into like some emotions when they're kids and like learning to care for someone else and obviously like there's so many richness and like but yeah the, the important thing is that they they do mirror what's happening in society yeah it's quite interesting you say that as you were saying it I had this light bulb moment well number one is that it, you could really you could probably track artwork back with dogs for for centuries and and see the important things that were going on in that in that time with the like how people lived and everything but what i also started thinking was you know this whole social media trend which has you know hit the world over the last 20 years you know dog art is becoming about the dog a lot more the individual dog because of like all of these um, you know instagram pages and things like that which is i guess probably a shift away from it being you know just the companion of the human there they're, they're really kind of got their own stage now Yes, absolutely. And that is that is a perfect example of how how things are changing with the role they have 
in the context of a family or a community and how, yes, they have become this playmate at the same time, you know, they're becoming this like sidekick that you do things with that are beyond those kind of classic roles of protection or, you know, hunting or providing some sort of, they're now becoming more of a, of an equal in many things. Some people will probably worry that maybe the balance is sometimes a little bit out of whack. Obviously, like there's as many interpretations as as dog owners and dog lovers. But yes, this kind of passion for dogs as as like someone that you do actually see as a partner in crime, really. All those um, Instagram feeds are like love letters, really. Like people are just <laughs> falling in love with their dogs and like telling the world um, how much they, and in the way that some other people may show the food that they love or so it's um it's actually very interesting and we've we've actually published some pieces in the magazine of features of photographers and their instagram feeds and like the quality is fabulous obviously there there's a whole range but there is there is real creativity and real art in some of those instagram feeds well, absolutely. I guess it's just another channel for that creativity to come out. It's easier for people these days to express their creativity through that platform when it would have been much more difficult to have that reach in the past. But yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned like that dogs are becoming more of an equal because that's something I've noticed in many industries, whether it's with food or whether it's with healthcare or whether it's with like the things we're talking about now, social media and, and having status Dogs are accelerating towards where we are, mainly because their owners want to show them off, I think, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an element of like, and which is, that's like some of the controversy. Like, I think that a lot of people that are not dog owners or dog lovers, they actually see it as like, come on, is this is getting a bit too much. And to a degree, there is, there is some moments that you kind of can cringe a little bit, you know, and there's sometimes some things that are, hard to understand but even in the most eccentric of those scenarios i i have to say that there is i would say most of the time there's like such like there's real love behind it so i have a lot of respect you know show their love and even if i sometimes don't quite understand it (laughs) it definitely comes from a place of love so you've always got to think that. I mean, I, I'm one of those dog lovers that, that probably wants to show my dog off. So maybe I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> biased towards that. But <laughs> anyway, so what does modern art or modern dog art look like? I guess traditionally people that aren't familiar with art or the creative side of art, they might think of it as a painting or something like that. But there's so many other, you know, there's so many other outlets for art, right? So what does modern dog, dog art look like? Well, I think there's a there's a real like presence in photography. Maybe it's again because um, it's such an immediate kind of form. It's so accessible now for so many people. Like even you know, an, a really good iPhone is gonna give you like amazing quality. There is a lot of um, what we see now is the creativity probably crosses more into the design the design side of creativity, but there is um, 
fabulous products and a, a lot of uh, very interesting objects, very interesting accessories to actually make dogs' life not, I wouldn't say different, but it's kind of like connecting more with like the aesthetic of the owner. That's a real push of that kind of design-led products. Photography is huge, as we were saying. Then there's probably more of a, regardless of the medium, there's probably more a shift on which are the themes that we see, what we were saying before, of you know, sort of like lighting, you know, putting this kind of some light into issues that are a concern, like stress in like some societies, like how to, you know, promote rescue instead of some types of adoption over, you know, breeding in like some instances. We're seeing explorations on themes of like obviously dog fights, like how, you know, Art is being used as a way to shine a light on some issues that are concerning. Obviously, it's also used as like to bring joy. That's another huge theme. And I guess that the way the world is at the moment, like a lot of people is finding like these little pockets of happiness with like art that's connected with dogs and that kind of show us the, the humanity of being a dog lover or a dog owner. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, a couple of the things that you mentioned there really resonated. I'm, I'm having all these light bulb moments during this conversation, but you know, right, the, right. the objects or the personalization of like the household, like the home decor aspect, I think is something which is becoming more prevalent from a dog theme perspective. Like maybe, you know, little trinkets and things like that of dogs used to be a little bit maybe tucky, but now it's like they're getting refined and they're becoming more design focused. There's a lot more creative things out there with platforms like Etsy and things, which have, you know, individual creators that yeah. can that can create things. And also as well, I guess you mentioned that art going towards cause. And I think that's, that's, what, that's another trend in society in general that people are, um, you know, with social media and everything, they can support causes and, and build momentum for causes. And the ones you mentioned are definitely prevalent in the dog space at the moment with the, the rescue side of things and reducing, you know, cruelty and things like that. Absolutely. That is really good to see how there's the connection of like dog ownership is connecting with, which is probably always been there. But again, it's a bit like what we're saying with Instagram, the platforms now are there for people to connect and for people to be able to actually do something about it and feeling, you know, part of the community. Yeah. So how, how do you go about getting these messages across with the, you know, the work that you do for Foreign Sons? How do you tell the dog stories through your products and your, your publications? There's a bit of a mix in how we find stories. Sometimes we would, with a photographer, we will just think about some interesting concept that we would like to explore. Sometimes we get a lot of submissions of people that's been you know, channeling their creativity with different ways. Sometimes the interviews with like creatives that are dog owners are always really, really interesting. That links back to what we're saying about like that you never quite know they get get the full story. There's always something more to learn. There's always a different point of view and kind of shows you that everyone's experience is like 
unique and valuable. And then it's just a matter of like, you know, bringing everything together in a way that would be engaging, in a way that would make people sometimes look at dogs in a way that they never, not that they never thought about it, but they, they kind of, it's not probably the way that they, they thought it themselves. So that's, that's always very exciting when people fall in love with an article because it made them rethink something or the visual component is super strong for us. Like we are very curated in the way that we choose photography. We featured once this fabulous photographer, Mary Ellen Mark, who is like a Magnum photographer. And she was saying how every Christmas she did this project where she would photograph dogs for their owners and like how the difference between photographing something for someone and then trying to also find that image that's going to capture something that is valuable for everyone. And that is kind of what we're aiming for, like something that would go past the owner and can represent something for everyone. So the, there's not just the magazines though that you have as well. Like I'm not like one particular thing which caught my attention immediately on your website is the pack of dogs. I'm not sure if that's released yet or is it it's just <laughs> been released. But it's like these representations of all these really famous artists, like you know Amy Winehouse and uh, John Lennon and PJ Harvey and all these people as dogs, and it's it's nothing like I've ever seen before. And I can't. I'm not sure if I've even explained it very well. But can you give me a little bit more information about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is the first book that we just released from a new collection. So over all these years, we've met amazing artists. I mean, interesting people, interesting dogs, amazing creatives. And there's so many of the projects that we've featured that had more to them than just like the article or just or they were just at the beginning. So, for example, Pack of Dogs is a project with Michael Gillette. He's the illustrator in the project. And he started by just drawing, just kind of taking a dog, illustration of a dog, and then sort of like defacing it. And then one day, one of the dogs started to look like David Bowie. And he went like, <laughs> oh my God, this is, this is interesting. And then he started to draw all these iconic musicians as like their dog counterparts. But he's uncanny. I mean, if you've seen some of the things on, on the website, it is actually... So beautiful how he has captured the essence of the musician, but also just kind of put them together. It's the kind of something of the personality um, of the musician. Amy Winehouse, like as a as a chihuahua, it's perfect. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but as you were just saying, then. He's used props, I guess, like whether it's like an iconic way of dressing or, you know, glasses or a hairstyle Correct. or a hat. But those things are the obvious ones. But as you said, there's, there's subtleties about their expressions that, that also kind of paint the picture of the star. It's quite amazing. I, I, I'd have to, someone, whoever's listening has got to go and check it out, I guess, to see, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to see it's what really, we're talking about. It's really interesting because Michael himself says that, you know, every time he starts one of them and he's like at some point during the actual drawing process, he just, you know, is kind of hands in the air, kind of, this is madness, this is never going to work. But yeah, he's he's been really sharp in the way that he's selected iconic sort of 
representations of the artist. So if you think about Kurt Cobain, you kind of think about him with a particular shirt and, you know, the T-shirt with like Daniel Johnston illustration on it. So that's kind of the iconic, like it's so ingrained in all of our unconscious kind of psyche that then by choosing those moments and bringing in that other element, everything just comes together. They're really entertaining and he's taken the time and he's put a lot of love in writing a little blurb, just a little kind of bit of copy that talks about his own personal connection to all of those musicians, which makes it even more poignant and more just uh, engaging. So yes, we're super, super happy that this is the first one of a collection. So we're going to be publishing more and more books that are like, like, I'm actually thinking that the next one probably just would be like a collection of photography that's like a, a competition between all of our readers. So kind of bring the best of all of those photographers, uh, all of that, I mean, all of that beautiful images that we see on Instagram to actually bring all that together and publish it in the, you know, in one book that represents. Yeah, exactly. I guess art and, um, you know, publications like these and products like these, it really does tell a story about the time it was created. So I guess that's your part in this time and, and, and it will last forever, which is a, a very cool thing to, to create. So, uh, Marta, to, to round things out, where can people find out more about Foreign Sons and all the cool things we've just been discussing on the podcast? Is the best place to check out Instagram and also go foreignsons.com? Correct. Yeah, that's actually our two the platforms that we kind of are more active in. So that's always going to lead people then into like our store if they want to check the magazines and the books. But on the website, they'll they'll find a lot of interesting stories about like um, art and design and culture that is doc centric. So yeah, the website which is foreignstones.com and then at foreignstones, they can join us. They can have a they can have a look. Hopefully, they'll they'll get some inspiration and they'll smile with all the beautiful things that we put together. Yeah. Well, I, I can vouch for you because and having found you on Instagram and then checking out your website, you know, I needed to have you on this podcast and I absolutely loved our chat today. I highly recommend anyone go and look at it because it's, it's so unique and, you know, I, I spent, you know, a couple of hours on your website in preparation for this for this podcast, just kind of lost in all the amazing visuals and the stories and everything. So I'm sure other people will do the same. But thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise about art and dogs and and just sharing your story because it was really fun and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was was really, really enjoyable and it's very nice to always get that reaction that people got a lot of inspiration and a lot of enjoyment out of what we're doing. Thank you. Thanks for the time. That's a good. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you.